You are now listening to a Word for Deliverance podcast with Pastor Leonard D. Cochran of A Place of Refuge Noonan. A Place of Refuge Noonan is located in the city of Noonan, Georgia. To stay better connected with us for more exclusive information and updates, download our church app, A Place of Refuge Noonan, or visit our church website at apor-noonan.org. Now, let's join in for today's message. Amen. That is so important. Amen. Let us notice the book of John this morning. Let us notice the book of John. And let's call your attention to John, the 16th chapter. Thank you, musicians. Let's notice John chapter number 16 on this morning. And let's notice John chapter 16 and verse number 13. Notice John 16 and verse number 13. Jesus is speaking to his disciples. And he has told them in verse 12 that there were still many things that he had to say to them. But he understood that they were not ready to bear them or to really receive them. But there were some important things that Jesus spoke to his disciples that were not only important for them to hear and to receive, but likewise it is important for us to hear and to receive. Notice John 16 and verse number 13 Notice the wording carefully of our Lord and Savior, Jesus. He says to the disciples, however, when he, notice this, however, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. Notice this, however, when he, the spirit of truth has come, He will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority. Notice this, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. Notice this again, however, when he, notice this, he, the spirit of truth has come. Notice how purposeful the spirit of truth or the Holy Spirit will be when he comes. And certainly we know that he has came because he indwells many of us this morning. Notice that he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak. He will tell you things to come. And then he goes on and some more things that he's purposed to do. But what I want to focus on this morning is that the spirit of truth has been sent to guide us or the believer into all truth. Now, the reason he has the ability, the capacity to do so is because he is God. And he is the spirit of truth. Understand, only the spirit of truth can guide an individual or group into all truth. And so based upon that, our subject this morning, look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor the subject this morning, the spirit of truth. Look at somebody else say, it is important that you 
be guided by the spirit of truth. And let's give God a hand of praise on this morning. Let's give him a thunderous hand of praise for the word. The spirit of truth. I'm wondering this morning, have anybody ever heard of the term game changer? Have you ever heard somebody use the terminology that this person or this thing is going to be a game changer? When the world uses such terms, what they are trying to express is that this person or this thing is going to make a difference. They are going to be a game changer. But whenever it comes to people and things, they are all subject to fail. Come on, somebody. There were people who have over the years put their hope in the president or the next president, thinking that he or she will be the game changer. They're going to be the person who is going to make a difference. Only to learn over time that even the problems in our nation are bigger than just one man. Because all men are limited saving God. Come on, somebody. And, and so when people would use again the term that, that, that this person is going to be a game changer, this law is going to be a game changer, this thing is going to be a game changer. Yes, it may make some difference, but you have to understand again, all people and all things are subject to malfunction. Oh, y'all might as well come on now because people have looked at us as if we were the game changer in their life. And, and you can be if you got God. Come on. Let, I'm, I'm going to break this word down this morning. But when it comes to the Holy Spirit, we should never look at him as being a game changer. Because when it comes to the spirit of truth, he is a life changer. Come on, he doesn't just make some difference, oh come on. But the Holy Spirit indwelling in the believer makes all the difference. And I should have got way more amen from those whom the Holy Spirit dwells in you because it has been him that has been the life changer for why you are doing better. Come on somebody. Whoa, that is my testimony this morning. I'm doing better right now. Than I've ever done in my life. And I can't owe the credit or put the credit on myself. The Holy Spirit has been to me a life changer. Mm, Lord, I'm trying to move on, but y'all got to get a little bit more excited about the spirit of truth who has changed your life. Has brought many of us who were not just on the bottom, but accustomed to being on the bottom, used to being on the bottom, satisfied being on the bottom. The Holy Spirit has been a life changer in raising you up. You ought to give him a praise because you're not where 
you need to be in totality, but you're certainly not where you used to be because of the spirit of truth and how he guides you. The Holy Spirit of the spirit of truth is such a life changer that it doesn't matter how many enemies oppose you. What he has for you, you going to get it. Oh, I just spoke to Rhema. What he has for you, he's going to make sure you get it. Make sure you touch it. Make sure you live in it. Make sure you drive it. Make sure. Oh, what am I preaching this morning? That God ain't through with me yet, even though he's been showing out in my life. Because I have with me this morning the life changer. The situation changer. I got with me the healer. Come on, somebody. Better than a doctor. Come on here, church. Don't ever say that God is a doctor in a sick room. God can do what a doctor can't do in a sick room. Come on, church. He'll be a lawyer. The devil is a lie. He'll do more than what a lawyer could ever do. He is beyond a lawyer. He is beyond a doctor. As you're being seated, shout to somebody, the spirit of truth is a life changer. You ain't hooked on what you used to be addicted to. He's a life changer. You ain't got low self-esteem like you used to have. He is a life changer. You ain't depressed every other day. He is a life changer. Even when we messed up, he was a life changer. He was one that threw us. What we needed to save us. Am I preaching right? So excuse me if I celebrate him too much. Excuse me if I praise him too much. If I brag on him too much. He has been my life changer. Some of y'all sitting there looking all pretty and sedated. You wouldn't have what you have if he wouldn't have changed your life. You used to be known for praising God. And now you come in the church and you just sit there. Be seated. See, without the spirit of truth, we are all subject to error. We all subject to say the wrong thing, think the wrong thing, do the wrong thing. Without the spirit of truth, we are subject to error. Listen to me. Without the spirit of truth. There are those who have believed, who have received Jesus as Lord and Savior, yet the spirit of truth doesn't dwell in them. Come on, listen. Sometimes out of ignorance that they need him, that they can have him. See, even the apostles in the book of Acts ran into people who were believers. But they asked them, have you received the Holy Spirit since 
you believed. They said, we have not even heard that there is even that which is the Holy Spirit. And I'm paraphrasing. See, they were baptized into John's baptism, which was a baptism of repentance. But God had more. Listen to me. The reason he had more is because the work did not cease. When Jesus died and ascended to heaven, he knew that the work that he began had to continue. But that men could not continue in the work. Without a guide. And so there may be some in here who, yes, you are saved. You believe on Jesus. He's Lord. He's Savior. But you haven't received the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of truth. Pastor, how do I receive him? You simply ask for him. Because remember, it was Jesus that said, it is urgent. It is expedient that I go away. For if I do not go away, then the comforter cannot come whom I will send in my name. How do you receive him? You ask for him in the name of Jesus. Whether you're young or whether you're old, if you are a believer, you need the Holy Spirit. Listen to me carefully. Now some have the Holy Spirit, Spirit of truth abiding in them, but they don't follow him. They don't allow him to do what he was sent to do. Understand this. The Holy Spirit was sent to guide. We are to follow. He won't follow and we can't guide. See, see, that's important. Look, look, I say, don't get it twisted. Now, y'all listen to me. He was sent to guide. I said, listen to me. He was sent to guide. We are to follow. Listen very carefully to the next statement. He will not follow. And we cannot guide. You know, I spent a great number of years, sadly, fasting to make God do what I thought he didn't want to do. And if I would fast, he would do it. Come on, somebody. Some of you done been, that may not have been fasting. You, you live right. Think, thinking, thinking that, that if I do this, I can bargain with God. No. 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 How many of you ever did it? I had a person tell me one time, they said, I don't know why God ain't doing this, this, and that. I've been faithful to coming to church for two weeks. <laughs> no, this person was serious. I said, so you putting God on your timetable. And if he don't do what you telling him to do. And see, it, it, it's a lot of a preacher's fault. There are a lot of preachers who have made church folk believe God is their Santa Claus. Make your list and he'll. Yeah, we're going to teach today. See, without the Holy Spirit, we are subject to error or do wrong when it comes to church, 
when it comes to the word. The reason so many people error with the word is because they don't have the spirit of truth. They are educated. They're trying to rightly divide the word by or according to their own human reasoning. Come on, y'all, I'm teaching good. And it won't work. It won't work. We need the Holy Spirit or the spirit of truth to really understand what God was saying to us through the word. We are error in ministry. We're error when it comes to family, marriage, job, personal life, health, wealth. We can just go on. Have you ever been wrong? Listen. Or have you ever just, just knew you was right until the moment that you just knew you was wrong? Somebody say, Pastor, you messing with it. Now listen, have you ever just been so sure of yourself that you knew you was right until the moment you realized how wrong you was? Anybody ever been like me? Ready to take a stand. Ready to put your foot down and don't move it because you know you're right. I know I'm right. Until the moment you realize when you were finna throw a punch. Why am I I teaching it like this? Because I want us to understand how easy it is to be wrong. Oh, I wish you tap somebody say, act like you ain't never been there if you want to. All of us have been and thought we was All the husbands say amen. Amen. You know that woman has been wrong thinking she was right. I love how Donna sometimes when she thinks she's right or when she knows she's right. She has this thing that she likes to do. Well, she said, hey, you better listen to Sarah Abraham. Because you remember, even Abraham thought at one time that he was right. The father of faith thought he was right until God said, no, the woman is right. And for years, I never had a comeback. She would always say, hey, Abraham need to listen to Sarah. But then I studied the scripture. Then I got into the scripture. And when she said it to me, I said, yeah, you're right. But even Sarah called Abraham Lord. So you're right, but you still need me to be the head, to be who I was ordained to be.
Oh, I'm teaching it right. It'll mess up the church. It'll mess up family. It'll mess up a marriage when people get to thinking they can never be wrong. Pastor can be wrong. And without the Holy Spirit, it is so easy to get something I got to move on. But have you ever had to apologize to somebody and, and basically just tell them you thought you was right, but you had to admit that you was wrong? Listen to me. Is that not an humbling experience? Especially when you got to go to a room and they know why you coming. Because they've been waiting on you. Now, if they're wise... They won't look down on you too bad because they recognize the seat that you're sitting in. They've been there too. See, we got to even know how to treat one another when somebody think they right, but it is revealed that they are wrong. You got to know how to treat that person. You got to know how to show grace and mercy and act like you've been there before. Notice John. Notice first John. Notice first John. Are y'all receiving? Notice first John. First John is the back of the Bible. Close to the book of Revelation. First John. Not St. John, a John that we was just in, but first John 4 and verse number 6. Let's deal with this a little bit. First John 4 and verse number 6. Are y'all ready? First John 4, 6, we are of God. Listen to the apostle. We are of God. He who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. See, if you of God, you going to listen to those who are of him or connected to him or speaking on his behalf. You know how a lot of saints error, they don't listen to those whom God set over them for a reason. And see, the apostle said, by this we know the spirit of error. See, you're setting yourself up to error when you decide, I ain't got to listen to pastor. Even though it's clearly revealed that God is speaking through pastor, you're not going to hurt pastor, you're going to hurt yourself. Come on. And see, there's a whole lot of folk, whether y'all like it or not, doing the COVID area or the pandemic or the pandemic, that just stop listening to pastors. Started doing what they felt was right. You had folks saying crazy stuff like, well, I got to take care. I got to do whatever I got to do. But see, you should always be doing what you do because it is what the spirit of truth is guiding you to do. 
And one of the main ways the spirit of truth guides God's people who are a family, who are a flock, is through a shepherd. Come on. When you don't want a shepherd, you are no longer a sheep. I said, when you don't want a shepherd, you are no longer a sheep. I'm not talking about somebody you call pastor. Because it's possible to say a call a person pastor, yet not submit to the God that's in pastor. Look at his mind, just shout to him, oh, he's bigger than just pastor. It's the God in pastor. Woo, shout to somebody, it's the God talking through pastor. So you got to be able to tell folk, Baldy, you do anything that man tell you to do. Not anything, but if it's according to the scripture. Oh, yes. Come on. Oh, yes. Oh, no, I won't either. No, if it's Bible, got no problem doing it. Expect the blessing out of it. Am I right? But let's notice it again. First John 4 and 6. Y'all got your Bibles? Y'all got your Bibles? Bible check. Hold them up. Hold them up. Hold them up. Bible check. Bible check. Look, 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 look over the sanctuary. Bible check. Woo, don't, ain't that a pretty sight? Ain't that a pretty sight? Eye hands down. A Bible's down. Eyes now in the Bible. First John 4 6. We are of God. He who knows God hears us. You see, it took me years to learn that. Sometimes people are not listening to me because they're not of God. They're not of God. They're not his sheep. Remember what he said? My sheep know my voice. And a stranger, they will Is the word good to you like it is to me? The word is just, he who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. See, when it comes to the spirit of error, it is the job, the assignment, the duty, the responsibility of the spirit of truth to make known to the believer the spirit of error. So rebuke is necessary. Correct is necessary when I'm in error. And I want God to get me when I'm in error. I want him to show me. Come on. Some of you quiet then. If I'm not doing it right, show me. Show me. If I'm not teaching it right, show me. If I'm not rightly dividing it, show me. Look at Second Peter. Just flip, I think, a couple of books back. Or one book back, maybe. Yeah, one book. Second Peter. Ooh, he's feeding us. Second Peter 3. Second Peter 3. Look at verse number 16. Second Peter 3, verse number 16. Y'all got it? As also in all his epistles, Peter talked about Paul speaking in them of things in which are some things hard to understand, which are untaught and unstable, which untaught and unstable people twist to their own destruction. 
See, when people start twisting scripture, they messing up themselves. Listen, I don't want to twist the scriptures to fit what I want to do. I want to submit to what the scriptures tell me to do. Did y'all did y'all understand that? Because there are folk that read the Bible instead of the Bible trying to make the Bible say what they want it to say. Come on. You'll do it in the church if I teach a particular thing that you don't want to come into line with. And so you start looking at the Bible for yourself trying to prove that, hey, I can do this. Oh, it's all right to do such and such. I know pastor preach against it, but I don't see nothing wrong with it because I read such and such and such. Come on now, you could be reading that, twisting that, just to make it say what you wanted to say. Oh, Lord. Quiet in the house, which people twist, notice that to their own destruction, as they do also the rest of the scriptures. This is what I want you to see. You therefore, beloved, since you know this beforehand, beware lest you fall from your own steadfastness. Being led away with the error of the wicked. See, some people error to the point to where they are led astray. God is trying to check them. He's trying to correct them. But they're being led away into error by the wicked. And see, it has always been, it will always be that the church wants, that the world wants to transform the church. But we cannot be led by the world because he told us, come out from among them. I thought I lost the church then. World has always wanted to influence the church. Influence how we do church. Influence what we teach. Influence what we preach. But in the true church, the world has no influence. The world does not govern God's church. So you shouldn't be acting like your unsaved cousin. You should be an example, oh, preach pastor, to your unsaved loved ones. Men in the church who have the spirit of truth should be example to men who are not saved. Am I right about it? I said, am I right about it? But see, you can error. This is what I want you to see. It is so easy to error. The main one that gets us into trouble, who tries to guide us, and we don't need them to guide us, because the spirit of truth has been sent to guide us. Say it again, bro, Will. Say it again. Preach it, bro, Will. Preach it hard, bro, Will. Tell your neighbor, don't guide yourself. I know we got a testimony that some, oh, some folk done messed us up in time past. But nobody has messed us up more. You ever seen somebody try to blame their spouse for everything? See, you need to just quickly tell them, say, look, now, you wasn't married at 10. You wasn't married at 16. You wasn't married at 20. 
with some folk. So nobody has messed me up more than me. God had to teach me. When you let go of all your little ideals, I got a plan that's going to work, son. And instead of me just saying right there, I submit. I was to the point to where I didn't just say it verbally, but my action was saying like, no, this is going to work. How, how can this, how can this fail? I need to break it down a little bit more. There, there, there are five things I want to deal with that people can say when they're following themselves. Now, remember what I said earlier before I give you these five things. The Holy Spirit was sent to God. He won't follow. We are supposed to follow and we cannot guide. You cannot get this twisted. And so what am I saying? Don't follow yourself. Five things people say when they, when they follow in themselves. Number one, I got a gut feeling about this. Now, you may not just say it like I'm going to say it, but you're going, you're going to get the point. People have made decisions because they had a, a gut feeling. That means it was in my, it was in me. Y'all have made a decision based on it's in your gut. You just, let me tell you something. When you got a gut feeling, it's saying that what you want to do is sticking with you. It's staying in your thoughts. This is what I need to do. And I've told folks that, man, I got a gut feeling. And sometimes your gut feeling will seem like it produced what you wanted. See, if I don't teach it like that, folks say, well, I don't know what he's talking about. I don't got nothing right on with my gut feeling. You got it right seemingly for that moment. But have you ever thought you had something right for that moment? Then years down the road, you recognize why that moment you messed up. Because sometimes we'll make a decision today because we don't know what tomorrow holds. And you would not have made that decision today if you knew tomorrow. But the Holy Spirit of the Spirit of truth will tell you things to come. So sometimes he'll tell you, ignore your gut feeling because this going to change next week. Don't get so mad about that. They're going to come in next month. They're going to get it right. No, don't get so bent out of shape over there. This too shall. Oh, I'm preaching too hard. Shall pass. But you'll go ahead and make that old gut feeling decision. <sighs> Number two, you hear people say, I'm going with my first thought. <laughs> F.O. teach people that. You overthinking it. Usually, 95.9% of the time, your first thought is right. Oh, that's some jacked up mess right there. Come on, I said, that's some jacked. You going with it just because it was your first. That means a single person, you need to marry the first one, Ash. I'm going with my first. Some of y'all sitting there looking dumbfounded, but you done made a decision because you've been back, forth, back and forth. And he said, well, 
My first thought was to leave, so I, I might walk away and leave. Number three, I feel real strongly about this. What that mean? I feel real strong about this. See, some folks are smiling because they, they, this stuff is registering. That's a major decision. That's five years. At X amount of dollars at X amount interest rate. With no warranty. But I feel strong. Holy Spirit trying to tell you the mold ain't no good. I drove it. I feel strong about this one. Holy Spirit trying to tell you, mold ain't no good. And I got to say, I'm loving these rims. This is... It's nine. My old car can't do this. But the motor good in your old car. That you about to trade for this that ain't. But you got a strong feeling. So you got to teach this to the church because it is the church who is guilty of not following the spirit of truth, not the world. See, I can't even teach this message to the world because they are not supposed to follow the spirit of truth. It is believers who are supposed to do it. Let them make their decision about getting the car based on whatever reason they come up with. But if you get it, let it be because the spirit of truth said it's yours. Despite the payment. Come on. He said it is yours. I'm going to let it sit here another four weeks. And if you don't get it, I'm going to give it to somebody else. Somebody shout, I feel strongly about this. Pastor, I'm leaving my job. You mean the job you had me downstairs praising God about you getting? Pastor, I feel real strong about change. And see, this is the same with saints. Saints will try to throw scriptures in. For the Lord told me, Pastor, it's a new season. And sometimes God tells you, leave him alone. But you want to ask him, like, who done made you mad now? <laughs> who done did or not did what you thought should have been done? Because some of that's all they take. Pastor, they don't listen to me. You realize the one you talk about don't listen to you is above you. And have the option to, oh, I'm teaching right. Oh, I'm teaching right. But, 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 but you feel strongly. Number four. I'm just following my dreams. 
John 16, 13 said, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. Now you guide it by dreams. You know how I many folks are, is, is living in a ditch, figuratively speaking, following their, their dreams? You know how I many folks move to places they never should have moved, following their, their dreams? Tell you, just because you dream a thing, don't mean it means what you thought it meant. Now look at them real puzzled. Like, oh. I got some folk mad at me. You want them dream chasers. That dream didn't mean that. Well, I got to get rid of clothes. Do y'all know where I would be if I followed every dream? I share a few things with you. I'd be in adultery. That's too real for some of y'all. I'd be in prison. I had a dream where I robbed a bank. And got away. Mind you, this was after watching a movie where folk robbed a bank and got away. So what am I supposed to do the next morning? No more tithes and offering. Here I come, BB&T. Wouldn't that be sad, Brother Q, open door, say, Pastor, you here? Yeah, but I'm here for something else. <laughs> I had a dream. I'll be Martin Luther King. I had a dream. <laughs> Saints do it. They dreamed they was a minister. They dreamed they was a pastor. Ain't got a liquor qualification to pastor nobody, but done dream that they are prophetess. I saw myself preaching to thousands of folk. You can't even preach to yourself. The people in the dream represented demons that are chasing you. Not people who were listening to you. Dreams are misinterpreted. And then don't go to somebody who's supposed to interpret it for you. But y'all so tight that they won't tell you the truth. Folk had came out, but Pastor, I dreamed this, this, this. What, what you think about? I said, dismiss it. I had a person tell me one time, try to get deep. My pastor, the devil came to me. I said, what? He said, I literally saw him. He said, Pastor, I'm also seeing dead people. I said, hmm. He said, Pastor, you don't see dead folks. I said, hmm, don't want to see them. Now, I hope that don't hurt some of y'all. I don't want to see no dead people. <laughs> Tell the person, stop entertaining spirits. Right. Trying to be deep. Yeah. Why God going to send somebody dead to you and you won't even listen to somebody that's alive in front of you? Yeah. 
family. Folks say, I'm just following. This is one I love, my heart. I'm following my heart. Well, we finna tear this heart up. Go to Jeremiah. Go to Jeremiah. Lord, have mercy. Yeah, we finna tear this heart up. Y'all ever heard somebody say it? I'm following my heart. Following my heart. Look at Jeremiah. Because I'm done with him. He won't change. I'm following my heart. Jeremiah 11. You know, sisters, a lot of changing. You still got to do. Yeah, Pastor, but I'm, I'm just following my heart. Jeremiah 11. Jeremiah 11. Woo, it quiet in the house. You drop this kind of teaching. You drop this kind of teaching. Woo. There's somebody out there right now that said, well, I was going to talk to pastor about something in my heart, but. <laughs> you have to be careful. Sometimes your heart will tell you to call people and deal with something. When God don't want you to deal with it. He ain't even told you to call that person. It was in my heart to call them. You ever heard somebody say stuff like that? It was in my heart to. But see, when people say it, they think because it was in their heart, that makes it right. But watch the prophet go to work on us. Watch him go to work. See, I can't do everything that's in my. Well, yeah, Minister Shamar, it's in my. <laughs> It's in my heart. <laughs> and if you're doing the right thing, it lines up with Bible. You can sing that. It's in your heart. I got to love my because it's in my heart. <laughs> but look at Jeremiah. I'm finna show you how God's people get messed up. When I've had folk come to me telling me what they're going to do, and basically, they were just doing what they was going to do because it was in their heart to do it. But their heart wasn't right. Yeah. Ooh, tell your neighbor, you have to keep a close check on your heart. What you allow to get in now. Some of you listening right now and what's in your heart. Some folk gonna leave today. They gonna find another way to say something's in their heart without saying it's in their heart. Because you know, Pastor just preached about that. Look at Jeremiah eleven and verse eight. Yet they did not obey or incline their ear, but everyone followed the dictates of his evil heart. Therefore, I will bring upon them all the words of this covenant which I commanded them to do. But which they have not done. And see, the reason folk don't do what God said to do is because of what's in their heart. That's what Jeremiah just said. God told these folk what to do. They didn't do it because they would rather do what's in their heart. And see, there are some of you right now in reference to ministry and other things you are not doing what God is telling you to do because you're too busy doing what's in your heart to do. You following your heart. 
Notice Jeremiah 17. And see, this is God talking to you. This is God getting on you. This is God revealing your heart to you. Jeremiah 17. Are y'all listening? You have to listen, young people, to parents who have more wisdom than you have when you want to do something just because it's in your heart. And your good parent, your godly parent, your spiritual parents, your praying parents are trying to tell you you ain't ready for that. Woo! But your comeback here is in your And a praying parent knows sometimes what a child is capable of and what they're not capable of. You know that sometime as a parent. Come on. Any older parents in here, you knew that was just time God let you knew what your child was ready for, but then he allowed you to know he ain't ready for that. Y'all just don't want me to get away from y'all. So when my kids, you tell me stuff, I'm like, the devil is, you just don't know. You just don't know. Am I right, parents? You trying to hold me back. The way you eat. The way you drinking up all this milk right here, we trying to hold you back. If you leave, we going from two gallons to half a gallon. Tisha, you using that we don't get for free? You put ketchup on everything? Am I teaching right, Senior Mr. Mitch? But think you holding them. See, I set you up. Now, see, if it can happen with a natural child, it can happen with a spiritual child. Pastor trying to hold me. I got an invitation to preach somewhere. Asking, was it okay for me to do it? He ain't even got back with me. Well, if you know, but that means no. You ain't ready to preach to nobody. We might let you come forth in the house. See, because y'all can look on Facebook and see folk preaching and teaching who you know good and well. Ain't got no business behind no pulpit trying to teach nobody. But they done told the pastor, either I teach or I leave. Oh, the word, right. Jeremiah 17. It's digging deep, though. It's cutting hard. It's cutting me, too. It's cutting me, too. There have been things I wanted to do in ministry that God had to reveal to me. That's your heart. That's your heart. That's you. That ain't what I got for the church. That's you. Why don't you get out of the way? Why don't you get out of record? Get out of my way. Recognize that you're small for a reason, but you're very powerful. Recognize that y'all doing a great job and don't come down and don't follow your heart. You know how many pastors, apostles, even some pastors go to calling themselves things because it's in their heart. See, I can let it get in my heart and come in next week and tell y'all I'm an apostle, I'm a bishop. I'm a chief apostle. I, get, I met a guy who was a bishop and he was 15. And his daddy was a member of his church. A bishop at 15.
<laughs> Full of ignorance. First thing I thought of myself, I said, as smart as Shemar did, he a chief apostle. And he was, he was like 16, 17. I said, that's stupid. You following your heart. And see, here's the thing about following your heart. We often follow our heart out of season. Sometimes you fall in your heart and, hey, that may be one day. But that day ain't today. Come on. See, look how we right back in line with. See, you follow your heart. You want to jump, skip. Jeremiah 17. We're in the close. Jeremiah 17, verse 9. For he shall be like a tree planted by the river of the water, which spread out his root before the river, and will not fear when he come. But his leaf will be green and will not be anxious and yield out, nor will cease yielding fruit. Now, this is what I want you to see. Verse number nine. The heart is deceitful above all things. Desperately wicked. Who can know it? Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind. Tell your neighbor, sometimes... Our heart is deceitful and we don't realize it. So tell your neighbor, so God sends a message like this morning that tests our heart. See, he's testing our heart. He's searching our heart. He's dealing with people in the congregation about their heart. Come on. And he's revealing that it's deceitful. What's in your heart is wicked. Go back to John 16. Let's close in John 16. Oh, Lord. I got to hear him close. John 16. Woo. Good word. Good word. Good word. Good word. Good word. He's checking us. He's checking us. John 16. But notice this. Notice this. John 16, 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak. He will tell you things to come. The Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth, is our guide because he's purposeful. He's purposeful. He's going to do what he was sent to do. Now notice that he guides the believer into all truth. Or truth about everything. I'm giving you two things that when you allow the Holy Spirit to guide you, what he'll do and we'll be done. Two things that the Holy Spirit provides when a believer allows him or her to guide them. Number one, he will provide clarity. He'll give you clarity. Remember those things I named earlier where we can error in church, Bible, family, marriage, health, wealth. See, if we got it by the Holy Spirit, then when it comes to those same things, instead of being in error, we have clarity. You have clarity about what your family needs to do. You have clarity about your finances. You have clarity about your health issues. Come on. Because you're, you're being guided by the spirit of who? Truth, who leads into all truth or truth about what? Everything. Tell you, there's nothing... 
hid from the spirit of truth. And God just revealed that by searching our hearts this morning and talking to it based upon some things that we've allowed to get in our heart. Now, what is the antithesis of clarity, inaccuracy, to be unsure? Tell you, when it comes to your life, the path you need to take, you need clarity. You don't want to be making moves, but, but you're unsure. You're inaccurate. You're wrong. And then number two, the Holy Spirit provides, and I love this, intelligence. He makes us intelligent. Come on. No way you got it by the Holy Spirit and dumb. And stupid. No way. Because the one that's guiding you is the spirit of what? And he knows truth about? How you stupid? How you doing dumb stuff? Being guided by the Holy Spirit but doing dumb stuff? No, something ain't right. Tell your neighbor, he will provide clarity. And he will cause you to be intelligent. Listen to me in the club. What will happen is that the Holy Spirit, you allow him to guide you. He makes you smarter than what you are. Even if you've got a degree, the Holy Spirit will cause you to be more intelligent. You don't rely just on a degree. You're too intelligent to rely on just your job for income. You're too intelligent for that. You recognize that he'll give you sources other than your job that'll get you paid. That's how intelligent you are. I'm done. Spirit of truth. I'm done. Let's give him a hand of praise. I'm done. We pray that you are blessed by today's message. Be sure to listen and share other messages available through our podcast outreach. We thank you for all of your past, present, and future support for our ministry. And remember, Jesus is a refuge.